Hey everybody, it is Toronto Unicorn here with another episode of Sex and Swinging, and I've got a very exciting interview to share with you. I'm going to introduce you to Vic. Say hello. Hello. So we are about to unpack Vic's story, and Vic is a fresh, freshly off her first experience at Oasis Aqua Lounge, and she was new to the sex club culture. Wait, do you go to my she? I just assumed. Uh, she's a, yeah. She's a, okay. Um, so she is a first time sex club goer, right? Am I getting this right so far? Yeah, it was my first time. Less than a week ago. So you're, you're, you're so fresh of this experience, right? Oh yeah, still a little jittery, but I feel incredible. I think it was the best night of my life, to be honest. I love hearing that because it's such an accomplishment to walk through the door. For a lot of us, we can't get past our shyness or our fears or whatever we think is, or whatever has held us back for so long. And so that's why I like to get the the fresh ones because I'm like, you just did it and it was good. Right? It was, yeah, amazing. Good. Yeah. So I'm going to give some background and feel free to take your time. And I like to let my guests know that we can be vulgar bitches here. So feel free to swear and use descriptive language. Uh, basically, we can be uh, ourselves. So uh, so Vic is a uh, one of my paid uh, subscribers on my OnlyFans page. And she came a few months ago, I think, and asked some advice about being a single girl going to a sex club. Uh, I do give advice on my fan page. I don't charge extra for it. You guys have already invested in me and I like to give some help back. And Vic is one of those people. And I love when I get female fans because it reinforces that I'm bigger than just my pussy pics. No offense. Like, you know, like maybe there's more there. Right. So, so that you're welcome to still enjoy the pussy pictures. I'm sorry if you don't, I mean, it's all in one place. Let me ask you first, before we get into your actual story about your Oasis visit, what made you curious about sex clubs and, uh, and then come to my fan page? All right. So um, I've always been extremely shy, really reserved. Uh, I've had all these crazy fantasies in my head my whole life, but I was like, I could never be the person that would do that. I could never be so confident and bold, but I came across Oasis probably over a year ago now. I've been researching it for a while. And then through that, I found you and I've been watching and just being so jealous of everyone. So about... Well, last October, I was diagnosed with autism and ADHD, which really, for me, explained why I was always so nervous and not comfortable in my own skin. So the last few months, I've been learning a lot about that and then learning about asking for what I need and just taking control of my life, taking control of my body and just going for it. And it's been about a month. I've been almost every week being like, I'm going to go this Wednesday. And then I just, any excuse to not. <laughs> the gym, right? I'm like, my big toe kind of hurts. So I better be here. <laughs> but yeah, this past Wednesday, I told myself no matter what, I'm going to do it. I have the next day off and everything aligned. And it was, yeah, it's like I said, probably the best night of my life. <laughs> okay so you're an anxious person you said before we started recording that you would be so in your head sometimes that you would be concerned about how you're fitting in and your stature how are you standing yeah. are you acting weird like I remember smoking weed when I was younger and feeling that sense of extreme paranoia about that exact feeling mm -hmm. and I would never sign up for that so I can understand how intimidating that would be to walk into then to a sex club and be like what the fuck is happening? What's happening in here? What's happening out there? Like, it's a lot. 
So I want to hear, even though you think the beginning of your story is the sex club, I want to hear what happened the day you woke up and I want to know how you got there. Okay. So I woke up this, uh, that morning I had the day off. So I allowed myself to kind of mentally get in the zone. Um, the, that day or that morning I went out, I bought a bikini, I got some nice flip-flops and I was just like, I have no excuse. <laughs> I got my bag packed when I got home. Um, I was planning on going alone one way or another, but I hopped on a, a little app and I was chatting with someone. I was talking to a few people about it, just to kind of pump myself up. But luckily I met someone who had been a few times and they were saying like, I'm free tonight. If you want to meet up there, that would be cool. I'd be down. And I was like, oh, this, this is crazy. But that's what I'm here to do is do wild things. And I knew it's a safe space there. Like I know there's staff, you know, like it's, it's a safe space in itself. So I went for it and I, I'm in Hamilton. So I hopped on a bus and we met for ramen before well, we met for a drink at ramen beforehand. And yeah, he was really nice. The first thing we talked about was consent and boundaries. Instantly, I was like, thank goodness I lucked out with this guy. Right. I'm he did. Yes. I can't say enough good things about that guy. He was like the best first time introducer, I think, besides yourself, of course. Oh, you're so sweet, but it's, it's so important, right? So I'm glad. Yeah. So glad. Yeah, it was amazing. So I'm more nervous doing this a Zoom call than I was walking into the club that night. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> We're not even live, right? Like I could have my underwear show and everything. Like, oh, don't worry, I'll just fix it. <laughs> yeah. So then you got on a bus and you had your bikini <laughs> with you and your flip flops and your sense of determination, regardless of whether this date or this you know meetup was going to work out. You said you're going no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And I told myself on the way there, I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to swim in the pool. If all else fails, I get to swim in a pool. I don't get to do that often. So yeah, I was just, I could be there for half an hour and leave if I want and just zero pressure. And even when I was there, there was zero pressure like to do anything. So yeah, we stayed, and I did things because <laughs> it's just right? you actually were in the most public room, from what I understand. So that's quite a comfort level established, right? Yeah. Oh, I even in retrospect, I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And and the feeling is not uh, um, transient. Meaning, every time, not every time you go, you won't walk on water or like feel that way. But the right. environment is there and it feels that way, right? It's people are sex positive. People don't judge you. And so when you get a taste of that, you're going to go back for more. So oh, yeah. I'm glad. And I knew regardless of whether you had sex or not or hooked up, the staff there would make sure that you were safe and, you know, had a decent time. Uh, so either way, you were probably going to be a great hand. But so you decided to meet up with somebody. You had um, that kind of pre-chat. And then did you go to the club together? Yes, we did. Okay. So one thing that I thought was really sweet is right when we walked out of ramen, he was like, can we make out just to get it out of the way? <laughs> and I was just like, let's do it right on the street corner. Amazing. And then we just walked over and we went in. Uh, yeah. We got our rules read to us. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Stand up to you because there was a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The guy, I didn't, I don't remember names, but the person who was 
explaining all the rules to us instantly I was enamored he was amazing very funny and again just made me feel so comfortable just so excited to get in there good good and then you got in and that let you fill in the, the blank now you gotta tell me from top to bottom what did you see was it what was shocking you know all right so first thing we did get a tour this is my first time he had been there a few times but I wanted to get the lay of the land so we got a tour an amazing lady she was so fun so supportive and excited for me in my first time there so we headed to the locker room um and like i said i brought my bikini but instantly i was so comfortable uh that was just out the window like the <laughs> was, top or the bottoms or both like i wore the bottoms for the first little bit talk, wow. about. talk about an evolution quickly <laughs> I yeah I still like I said looking back I'm like that was me I I did it I swear I did it <laughs> right yeah yeah um and one thing like I said I'm very insecure about how I'm like standing I want to make sure I'm looking good and I didn't feel any of that I kind of felt going in like make sure my shoulders are back and my boobs are out and like I didn't feel any of that once I got there and that was just such a release like incredible amazing it's true because it's a very non-judgmental environment and I think it's in the air right of non-judgment mm -hmm. that's why like I don't care if you have a really ugly scar or or a big mole it doesn't matter you you fucking need to learn to thrive with it because no one else is looking at it and, and thinking how ugly whatever we're all just like oh that's Carol nice to meet you like it's just it's mm -hmm. so different than the outside vanilla mainstream stuff right um so that is to hear that that could quiet that loud anxiety is really powerful because some people would be afraid that it would go the other way and that their anxieties would become so overwhelming with the sex stuff involved that it could be too much right you know and I've never really felt that feeling even melt away in like one-on-one -on -one situations like for the most part so it's just like yeah. I said, yeah, it's amazing. So we got upstairs, we got changed or undressed. Um, and we went downstairs to the, the jacuzzi. That night they were having a workshop for boost your sexual confidence. And that is another reason why I thought that would be a perfect night to go. Okay. Um, we had arrived probably around 930. So we had a little bit of time before that started. So we popped down to the jacuzzi. Uh, like I said, we went in with the intentions of just watching. Well, I said I just wanted to watch. But the there was just such an electricity between me and this guy that we got in the jacuzzi and we just started making out. We started touching each other. And it just felt just fine. It was fine. There was no, like, I didn't care if anyone was watching. I wanted people to watch. Wow. I was so oh, that's exciting. Did you know that yeah. about yourself before? I... I've always been curious of it and I thought maybe it would make me feel weird but no not I was it was so amazing That's I loved so it <laughs> we had a few couples watching us throughout the night it was it was good <laughs> I saw a real smile come across you when you said that and I was like you for me I feel like electricity because I'm an empath I feel energy and so mm. I'm like oh no if you don't know to pluck that you do because that is something that excites your soul and you need to to lean into those things when you find them right so yeah absolutely yeah I definitely had a fantastic partner that night uh so yeah we got into the jacuzzi um we popped over to the sauna to continue making out but there was someone in there so we 
we went and grabbed a drink instead, and then it was about time to head up to the little workshop. The workshop was in the the room with the stage. What's that room? The yeah. And I would say maybe there was about 15 people there, all sitting on the large bed together. Um, and it was really nice. Um, everyone, obviously, like I said, was just so open, non-judgmental. We were talking about consent and boundaries, um, tips on meeting new people, uh, handling people's feelings when it comes to maybe rejecting them, or also um, handling rejection yourself. Like there was just so many topics that were just so helpful and just like beautiful to hear people just openly talk about, you know? Yeah. It's so I'm give them that feedback because there's a, some topics they do experimentally. Um, mm -hmm. And I definitely like to emphasize ones that are really profound or helpful so that yeah. uh, they know to keep offering them. So yeah, it was really great. Um, we also talked about different workshop ideas and different fantasies we would have. Um, yeah, it was so nice. And again, like I said, I was sitting there. I wasn't worried about my back being arched, like my boobs were just kind of hanging there. And it, I just, I still felt so hot. <laughs> like, yeah, great. It was like hot, like sexy or hot temperature? Oh no, sexy. <laughs> All right, good. All right. And you weren't even, you felt sexy, but without worrying that you felt sexy, like you were just feeling good, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just so comfortable in my skin, no matter what I was looking like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, everyone was talking really open, openly. And one thing I thought was really cool is learning like different dynamics of people that work that are that go there. Like there were people that were just there for the night. They were in town for work. And there's a couple of coworkers that go there, but hang out separately. But like, it's just so cool. Everyone's just, you know, yeah. I love the different dynamics. That's one thing that I was really enjoying just learning people's yeah. just learning about different people it's true because sometimes people come there and they're allowed to play with people just at the club but then as soon as they go home they're like not open anymore um like there's so many dynamics of the club so that's why communication is so important because you don't want to mm -hmm. match with somebody who's looking for something different just because you have chemistry you know yeah absolutely at the end of the little workshop they had a little dance party um but me and my friend were all riled up so we were like we're going downstairs. We got to check out the pool. <laughs> awesome. So we went down. It was a bit cool, but getting into the pool was amazing. The, that pool, I can't wait to go back and I'm just going to float in the pool for a little bit. <laughs> it's so nice. Um, yeah, we got in the pool. It was pretty quiet out there. There was a few couples doing their thing. And like I said, it just felt so natural. And we just started making out. And... Yeah, he had me against the wall. We're touching each other. It was just, I don't know. It, it was and amazing. People were around you watching. So that obviously yeah. added a, an element for you as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wow. yeah it just felt very natural. Just no, no worries whatsoever. Yeah. Wow. We, again, didn't last there long. <laughs> we were just kind of like, all right, let's go here. Let's go here now. Yeah. Like, we a bit chilly going in so we went into the jacuzzi went and rinsed off and then headed up to the third floor mm -hmm. the room to the left of the red room what's that one called the dark room has the a red room or oh, that's the red bar 
Or are you talking about the playroom? Yeah, the playroom beside it. Maybe the large playroom, yeah. So we went in there first. Um, there was a couple uh, on the bed, on one of the beds. So we went to the one beside us and started making out. And then I, I gave him a blow job. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> nice. um, and then, yeah, he got up and he went over to grab a condom. And we're communicating through all this. He was amazing. He's checking in on me, making sure I'm comfortable. And he gestured over to the sex bed or the sex chair, I think. I don't know what these things are called. I'm very yeah, new. I'm the sex furniture, yeah. yeah. I want one for my house. Right. <laughs> on my Amazon storefront, I have to do this plug since you just said so. On my Amazon storefront, you can check out that I do actually have sex furniture. I've found whatever is on Amazon and put it there. So if you want to visit the link, it's always in the description of my podcast or YouTube video. I'm going to be checking that out and everyone yeah. else should as well. <laughs> you can get inflatable yeah. ones. Yeah. Like an air mattress. You're like, I'm going to have a sex party. <laughs> you like get them and you play <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I think I absolutely will fucking do it just for the sake of my YouTube channel. I yeah. About this. It's a business expense after all, Vic. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Amazing. I love it. Okay, yeah. so you went to the sex furniture that I think it's called a chase or something like that chassis. I'm not good with that word, um, but it's a very ergonomic setup chair for lots of different positions. Yeah, so he gestured over again, making sure like consent totally, right? So I went over and yeah, he just bent me over and we had three couples watching us. I looked up at one point, I was so in the moment, I didn't realize but at one point I kind of turned my head and was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it just gets better and better. Like and that furniture is flattering for us ladies. You know, it just is because it's curved. And so you can really like flaunt your ass and feel like you're pushed in on all the right places. Like it is really nice for if you are body conscious or, or even just want to put your booty out. It is just a really great piece of furniture to make your ass look good. Like it just really is. So I'm sure yeah. you look fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I felt amazing. And wow. yeah, it's my new favorite. My new favorite piece of furniture. <laughs> Were you ever, had you ever seen live sex before? No. Interesting. Nope. So what was that like for you? Very exciting, um, obviously. <laughs> like I've obviously watched a lot of porn. So I... I don't know it's just obviously way more exciting than that obviously we did spend a bit of time watching I feel like we kind of I sound like we just jumped into it but we did kind of do a round yeah. watching on our way to the workshop and yeah it was incredible I was enamored enamored and I just it was amazing <laughs> very fun and I'm a voyeur so I like to go and like watch as the night gets really intense like room mm -hmm. to room to room because it's just it's quite the, uh, I don't know what to, what to call it, but it's, it's a sensory overload. Like it really is. Um, but in a way it's just an erotic one for me. And I love it. I love the experience of watching gangbangs and, and, and threesomes over there and just a girl getting railed over there. And like, it's just, it's great because you're not guilted about wanting to watch either. Absolutely. I definitely want to check out Warrior Night and mm -hmm. just see all the the amazing shows yeah yeah because they have spectator sex a lot where you're definitely there's like a stage and people mm -hmm. fuck on the stage and so you can sit in that same ballroom and just yeah. you're encouraged to like look and not look away like it's great 
Yeah. Yeah. I'll definitely <laughs> still feel guilty. Like sometimes I literally am like when I'm watching my friends, like I feel shy about staring at them <laughs> but um, you know it, it's I need the permission in a way to, to look to feel good about it and so when it's like spectator sex I find uh, if any of us who are nervous about about being a voyeur it's just gone because you're allowed you're invited that's what like exhibitionist meet voyeur there you go <laughs> right yeah all right so you had sex upstairs and yeah. then um after that, unless I miss anything, then what happened? So yeah, we were being watched for a little bit, put on a little show. Um, eventually, we headed over to the Shaggin' Wagon. Mm-hmm. So the thing with me, again, I have autism. So I've been researching this place. Like, I know what things look like. I was excited for the Shaggin' Wagon. I was excited for the Red Room, most of all. So yes, we made it over to the Shaggin' Wagon. Okay. Um, he hopped up again. I started blowing him uh I was just I felt so good I there were a couple people peeping in and I know like I was just like a little uh crouched down like I felt so good I knew the show was amazing (laughs) I just felt like a star (laughs) yeah yeah so um one thing people that are going to go grab a few condoms because we just had the one we got rid of it I started blowing him and then he was like condom so I had to run so make sure you have a couple with you that's my we got a couple newbie tips here (laughs) now you see why I wear a fanny pack right I even got extra large condoms in that fanny pack because you encounter a dick that isn't prepared they don't have their own condoms you're gonna have a problem right unless you you're the girl with the or you know the person with the fucking stash so yeah. it's a very good tip. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm going to be a little bit more prepared next time, but I kind of ran out to grab one and he followed me. And then that's when I was like, Oh, red room, <laughs> we're going to the red room. And I kind of grabbed a condom and then we went over, I pushed him down and I got on top of him. I actually don't know. I was super in the zone in the red room. So I don't know if anyone was watching us, but I hope so. I hope through those windows because I love that so much. I hope so. Yeah. But I was on top of him. He flipped me over. He was on top of me. And yeah, it was just a fantasy for absolutely sure. Yeah. Wow. And was it like, did it seem like the club I told you about in my channel and everything? Was it the same kind yeah. of, did it prepare you? Yeah. It did. The, your video, the tours especially are so helpful. I really like to know the layout. And I know I've heard you say this in podcasts when you were getting started, you want to know things about like the line lengths and like where yeah. things are. That's super helpful for me. And yeah. being able to kind of recognize the space even though it had been my first time there was yeah. it really helped yeah so very yeah, thankful. I, I struggle with a lot of challenges that a lot of other people do one of them being you know I could get IBS triggered at any time and if there is a sex club that I have an unknown washroom situation yeah. I'm not going I need to know am I going to be waiting behind 10 people if I have an attack or am I going to have privacy and options? So that would make the decision for me, yes or no, to go to a club. And because I know that, I know there's people out, out, out there who have introverts, for example, 
who are like, where is there a place that I can get at least away for a minute? Where can I go somewhere where there's some quiet? So I make a joke about how I cried in the glory hole one time, but it's true because that was the only private spot there was. They got rid of the glory hole, by the way. Um, but it, it's because everyone needs to know how to feel safe in that space. And what we need to feel safe is different, right? And so I, that's why the tours, I'm glad I got that feedback because I remember zooming in, even in the bathrooms, I'm like, everybody needs to know, like, what do you, what's the soap look like? Just so that you're ready, you know? Yeah, that's definitely the type of stuff that makes me feel comfortable. Just knowing those little details that really don't matter to 90% of people. But to me, just knowing, I don't have to wonder, <laughs> you know? Exactly. And and I felt the same too. So I'm glad to get that feedback because if we, if I can answer as many unknowns that I can, the bridge to going from this, you know, vanilla mainstream existence to giving a chance to this, like, like it just becomes a little bit of a lesser jump, I would say. Um, so I really like to know that in a way I helped onboard you to this comfort level because now you're going to thrive, right? Um, and because you did it on your own, now I know you went with somebody, but you did it on your own. You, you were the one that showed up there and you finally did it. Right. And so now, you know, the hardest time of going is now behind you. Every time in the future will be easier. And I look forward to seeing where, where you go with this, because mm. it's, it's a, it's a place that, you know, Hamilton's a bit of a drive still, um, to Toronto. How, how long of a drive is it or a bus ride? Um, it's about a 45 to an hour minute uh, or one hour bus ride. So it's really, it's not too bad. It's so worth it. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, it is. yeah, that's not that bad. Yeah. Um, is there, so when you left that night, everyone, I'm such a self-reflective person. When you, when you left and you realized that you had done it, that you had done this giant shift, yeah. tell us, tell everybody who was listening, what was that like in your head? Just so incredibly freeing. I feel like my thoughts weren't as busy. I I don't know. I just felt obviously I was on some sort of like high off life. <laughs> like yeah. I was just losing, but I felt so confident in myself and so excited for like what's to come. Like this is like you said, this is just the beginning. I got over this hump, but I'm just so excited for the future in yeah. this lifestyle and yeah the confidence boost of like hell yeah I can do this and, and you I can do it alone you don't need someone you can walk in there any end of the week as, as a single presenting or presenting woman you can go in mm -hmm. week, um and go and feel good yeah you know? absolutely it's like 20 bucks I mean honestly I don't know about you but that's pretty fucking good uh, oh it's too cheap for us right so yeah is there any advice that you would give someone? I know you already said about the condoms, but is there any advice that you would give to somebody who may also be autistic or struggle with extreme shyness, anxiety, panic attacks, about anything that could comfort them to kind of help them make the, the jump or the experience? Know that the staff is there, like, and they're around. They're not just at the front desk hanging out. Staff are around. They're checking in on you. I wish I was good with names, but the lady that gave us the tour, every time I saw her, she was checking in on me. She was like, I'm so excited that you're comfortable. Like, look at you. So like people are there and not even just the staff, anyone that you come across, anyone I came across that found out it was my first time, mm -hmm. they were just championing me. They were just giving me advice. People aren't there to be like, no one's going to be like, oh, it's your first time. 
okay well yeah <laughs> like everyone's just yeah. so incredibly supportive and like yeah like I said you it's just incredibly safe space I knew that if I got any weird, weird feelings I could probably just look at the staff and they would just be yeah. like oh what's up like they're just yeah. It's, yeah just an amazing space um there's zero judgment there zero need to act a certain way like I said you don't need to walk a certain way like just be yourself and that's what people want people don't want fake you know exactly and some people don't know how to be themselves and I know that that's it's it's hard to know where you settle when you wear so many masks all the time right um and so sometimes I say just go to the club and you'll learn who you are because you're going to put down all your defenses when you realize no one is there to judge you or give you a hard time everyone it's like I call it like the summer camp of adults because you can go and make fantastic friends for that whole evening that you never see again, but that was still like a special night for everyone, right? And you all have this bond because you had that night together. So that's like you root for people you make friends with in the lineup because you see them getting laid later, they're like high-fiving in the air. Like I just, it's great. And every night can be like that because people go there are open-minded, they're social. Um, I'm leaning more on the asexual scale lately versus just, uh, you know, being picky. And so mm-hmm. I like that there's still space for me there too. When I'm not feeling like I'm going to be picking up anytime soon, I still can go watch. I still go and watch my friends box. Like I help match make, and, uh, I don't feel like I'm judged for also not having sex. And I think that that's something that some people did worry about as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's absolutely no pressure to do anything you don't want to do. I didn't feel any pressure from anyone whatsoever so yeah that's great I'm gonna do this in a bit of a weird order because I'm not a professional but basically I want to learn a little bit about you I know you said you're 32 years old yeah what brought you to this phase of deciding to take such a different chance or or direction because where were you before were you in vanilla life did you have monogamous partners like what were you into before yeah so most um I've been very vanilla um I've been mostly monogamous uh but the last couple years I've tried polyamory here and there um one thing I know that I'm not good with is setting boundaries like hard boundaries or expressing what I need out of situations one thing I know I've heard you say is in this lifestyle you learn what to you learn to ask for what you want not take what you can get Yes. Oh, I like that's going on a shirt, Vic. That's going on a shirt. <laughs> I was taking what I could get and just begging for crumbs for so long, you know? So I have always wanted to just be just so confident, know my worth and be able to go into a situation and be like, this is what I want. If this isn't going to work out, then that's not going to work out. That's too bad. Just be able to know that worth and be able to protect yourself that way and there's no room in my opinion for people pleasing and sex and swinging if you are a people pleaser in life it is something that some people try to work on but it never becomes more important than when sex and blowjobs and stuff are involved because you don't want to find yourself in a situation because you think it's polite right um and so one of the things uh to to help people when they're a people pleaser is just teach them how to say no nicely because if they don't even have that in their emotional back pocket they're not ready and so one of the things is I I, some people are are nervous and I just you don't I don't think you should ever give 
a, you know, oh, I'm busy or I'm occupied because that keeps the door open. If you're not interested in somebody sexually and, they're, and they ask you, it is so much better to just say, no, thank you. And even if they are, oh yeah, no, just, oh, no, thank you. And if they inquire, I'm not feeling the energy. You can't argue with that. And there's also a ask once policy. So they really won't be pushing on you, but there's, you don't need to say it's because you look like my brother. I mean, I've had a real situation with a couple that was hitting on me and the guy looked like my brother. And I was like, what do I do? Do I tell them that I'm never going to fuck them up because of that? Or like, right. And so it was like one of those, I didn't end up telling them, by the way, um, one of the times I did, but it happened twice. And then I learned my lesson. Um, Cause then even after I said, you look like my brother, then he tried to fuck me again. And I was like, okay, no, <laughs> not right now. So, um, but yeah, so it, it's one of those things where you just need a nice out so that you feel emotionally, mentally equipped to protect those new boundaries even, right? Um, Curly Vixen was a podcast guest a few episodes ago. And one of the things that I remember taking from her podcast was don't, you know, when you greet men, if you're interested in getting eaten out, don't ask men if they like oral. She's like, ask them if they're oral pleasers, because that means they know that you want that attention. And if they say no, then that's okay. Maybe you're not compatible, but at least you're dropping kind of like a loaded question of I'm expecting an oral pleaser. Are you one? Right. In a way, it's a very strategic, but still polite way of getting what you want and not settling for what you can get. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. I also, I think I wanted to kind of throw myself into the, the deep end because I wanted to see that sex can just be for pleasure and it can be safe and respectful. I haven't had the most safe, respectful experiences throughout my life, unfortunately. So yeah, I definitely felt that there. So that's, I got you it. You don't need Tinder. You don't need to be at the mercy of some one more guy that you've given your night to and he doesn't show up, right? Like none of that is ever, when, when as women specifically, we become empowered to be able to get our own sex without having to go through all those channels. Mm-hmm. We don't put up with that shit anymore. We're, we're like, no, 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 we're gonna go to a club and if we don't hit it off with the first six guys we talked to, well, there's six more behind them, right? And you don't, like, I, I, I loved it on a DTF night, which is a gangbang night, right? I, I, I definitely think you should, prepare yourself mentally if you go and go to one of those but I went around in a circle and asked people what were they there for what would they be excited for and I thought they would say gangbangs because they were there the guys were on a gangbang night and one of them said he wanted to cuddle one said he wanted to hold hands one guy said he wanted to make out and it, and I realized that people are showing up to these intense theme nights doing the intense things because that's what without speaking to one another, they think they're there for. Meanwhile, the girls that I'm with, some of them are saying they want sensual lovemaking, not gangbangs, and yet they're still like, so one of the things I like to do is help people just learn how to articulate what they're looking for in a way that's conversational, not so much like you're, you know, holding out your half a medallion, you're looking for your other half. Like it's not so intense, but even, I have to say, even just last night, I was talking to another single woman unicorn and there was a couple right behind her and they weren't in part of our, our conversation, but I was asked, what are you looking for? Are you by whatever? Cause I was going to start matchmaking. Well, they fucking came and just started talking with her. I backed up cause I had other friends. I, I see them go off together. I'm like, all she had to do was say out loud that she's looking for a couple. 
Yeah. And the couple that was there might have been thought she was cute, and but now she's approachable because they have that in common, maybe. So it's just so beautiful to see how fast life can give us what we ask for, what we want, when we learn we're worth getting it, and therefore we're going to ask accordingly. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel like I've already kind of carried the the club confidence with me. I was talking to a guy a couple of days ago being a bit of a jerk and he asked me a question I said no and he asked again and I was like I already answered you like why are you asking me twice you don't get to ask me twice like I and I would I would probably be like oh I'm sorry like I'm just busy <laughs> like right yeah. no buddy like I answered you I gave you a no that's my answer so I'm just like I'm feeling good. That's, I, no one can see because they're not only getting audio, but you did a cute little wiggle and yeah. it, the confidence wiggle. It, that was, it was so cute. It was so cute. Um, and that's what I like to hear because Arnold Lane is also an interview I did on my podcast of a middle-aged man, uh, a little overweight, you know, balding, you know, thought his, his vestures were behind him. And he joined this lifestyle and is thriving beyond my wildest imaginations. Even now I stay in touch with him. He's still a paid uh, subscriber to my fan page. He keeps me in tea. He went on a fucking swinger cruise, man. This guy is doing crazy shit in a matter of months of joining this lifestyle. Um, and so it's, it's another story of somebody who took that chance and had almost a rebirth of, I get to live the rest of my life in this way and not that old way that maybe, you know, work for a period of time. But that's what I like is it's a breath of fresh air and he's proof that there, it's not a fade. It doesn't fizzle. You, you can ride this and be a part of this lifestyle in so many different ways, including the virtual platform. And I do have to re-remind uh, re people, I am not paid to, to support or promote any sex club. And if I ever was, I would disclose it. I, I promote these things because they've personally pro provided me with a sense of community, belonging, things like that. And so that's why I say it. It's, it's, I'm sure there's other platforms that offer those things. I just, I'm not on them, so I don't speak about them. But there's such a thing as virtual swinger hangouts, right? Where we hang out on camera and in our living rooms and we do games, we, we do truth or dare, like, and it's every night of the week, basically, you can log in at a certain time and people show up and it's the same non-judgmental people. So this, this, this lifestyle is bigger than sex clubs, right? And so that's why I love to help people who get onboarded, learn not only just what's available, but how to thrive and um, and how to live your best life and stop waiting for, you know, things to slap you over the face with it, because sometimes you just got to do that jump yourself. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like you said, it's like a rebirth. And I remember the, one of the first times we messaged, you said 32 is the perfect age to start living your life. And I, I said to my friend today, I feel alive. I feel excited. I feel new. I just, I'm feeling all the good things and I'm so happy, so thankful. Oh, I just feel good. Yeah. And so I, I don't want to ever make a selfish turn here, but I do give advice on my fan page and you don't need to be a uh, male identified to subscribe. Um, you can get help. I mean, anybody is nervous, males, trans, whoever. I'm there to help. I'm there to be a friend who can check in before and after, answer questions, things like that, because it is a, it is a thing, a scary thing to go through alone. And 
I'm happy to just be there in that way if I can for people. So feel free. The link is always in the description um, on TorontoUnicorn.com. I can't actually put my OnlyFans link anywhere because they're so fucking discriminatory about sex and sex shit that it is literally an offense on my YouTube channel to put my OnlyFans link. So that's why I bury it, everyone, is because I get in shit. Uh, so you will find all my links on TorontoUnicorn.com or my campsite.bio slash TorontoUnicorn. But uh, just like Vic, I mean, anybody can to make this change. 32, I look at you and I'm like, you're lucky. At least you've got the rest. I, I mean, I started at 34. And my first thought once I got into that first night was, I wish I had done this 10 years ago. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's it's always been a thing that was like, maybe one day I'll meet someone and we could do that together. But no, I don't need to wait for someone. I'm I'm doing it. And yeah. And if you're a sex positive person, it's probably better you meet those people that you want to hang out with in other sex positive spaces, right? So you don't try, that's what I like to say is don't try and drag your friends in a sex club if they don't want to go. They're going to be miserable and they're not going to give you the experience you need. You're, you're better to go alone and find people inside who also thought it was a cool idea to go to a sex club, okay? Like that's just statistically your best odds of making new friends. <laughs> so, And that's the other thing is these clubs are about making friendships too and so everyone you talk to it doesn't need to be um are we going to have sex are we not going to have sex kind of in your head it can be a who is this interesting person right and then you can make bonds like I made my best friends at these sex clubs like my absolute best friends in life some like I've never even touched sexually one of them right so it's just one of those things where this lifestyle we, we come in with a certain level of thinking what it is and it can be everything. It can be a sense of, of a place where we belong and don't need to wear our masks anymore to be accepted. And we can change, right? I go through very different kink changes, right? I was a hardcore, you know, you know, certain into certain things before. And then I, I got offended by certain porn genres. And then now I just like, I basically come to them and I'm like, whatever, uh, things happen. But it's one of those things where we can change in this lifestyle. And because we're in this non-judgmental space, we're encouraged to evolve. We're encouraged to be like men specifically. Every time I hear a straight guy say he wants to suck a dick, I'm like, good for you. I hope you get to do it soon. Because a lot of the guys I've noticed are noticing that when they're also in this sex positive, non-judgmental space, a lot more straight men want to suck dick. And it is not uh, something I would say if I wasn't statistically sure of. So I love the comfort it's bringing to everybody and making shame just completely void out of the whole sex discussion in these lifestyle environments. And, uh, and I love it because it's, it's endless for people to, to learn who they are too. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to see who I become without shame. I've been ruled by shame my whole life. So and I remembered I was definitely judgy growing up. So I was like, ew, I want to do that. You're disgusting. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. So just, oh, I'm just excited to just let loose. Yeah. And I, I don't feel that I was judgy growing up too. I remember in grade like seven or eight, a girl came out as bisexual and like back then it was very taboo and like all of like, like her friends kind of turned her, their back on her because they would like, it was just one of those things. But you know what? And then there, like, there was another girl who had sex with a lot of guys, and it was just we. I looked at them as dirty, like whatever, because that's the cultural conditioning, or I like to call indoctrination. I was part of as well in westernized, you know, educational system. 
So I understand the shame that is built in, in in certain ways, as well as what's coming from our parents and everywhere else. And we've got a lot of work to do to help everybody learn what has what what they believe and how they feel about sex can be deprogrammed. And if they think that they're dirty because they like a finger in their ass, well, guess what? It's really pleasurable. And, uh, you know, things like that. If you could come around to understanding that you're not doesn't, you don't have to question your identity because you like certain sensations. That's a new concept for some people. And I like to help like inch away or like chip away at all that shame. So to say that sentence that you just said, I know immediately right now is going to be used in a promo because it was like, I can't wait to see what it's like to live without shame. And uh, I think that's what this lifestyle gives us. And that's why I wanted to interview you is because you have shown people through this interview how a real person with real anxieties, a lot of autistic people are in the lifestyle. I make friends with autistic people because we're so honest and it's like so helpful, uh, you know? Um, and so you might be able to relate to somebody who just needed that extra voice to help them feel like they could walk in. And in a way you're helping someone else maybe find that shame-free existence as well. So thank you for doing the interview. That's, it's going to leave a mark. No, I hope so. Thank you so much for your help. Uh, again, your content has just given me so much and thank you so much for having me it was a joy to talk to you for sure all right one last question are you going to try out any of the other clubs that are in the general Toronto area so you've got a lot of them are there I actually I know there's x club I need to look into it I've been very focused on oasis I feel like now that I've kind of opened the door I'm gonna I gotta look out there's other ones if you like to dance there's other clubs like there's a different kind of vibe of how to express yourself in the lifestyle and so mm -hmm. now that you're in if you want to look at the playlist called sex clubs or sex club tours i have club m4 nyx lounge and the x club in there as well and i have the video tours so you can That's see the amazing yeah, yeah no, i'm definitely gonna check them out yes and thank you for being a subscriber to my fan page you are helping my dreams come true and uh, I, I i appreciate it so, oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. no problem thank you if you've enjoyed the content that I've brought in the sex and swinging world, I hope that you consider supporting my podcast by giving it a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, and everywhere else. I also have an Amazon storefront where you can go and browse a lot of my fun, sexy things that I found. Also some practical things that I have a, a list called don't cheap out on this. Uh, and it's like good toilet paper and shit because um, let me just tell you, sex can be ruined with, with lint balls from shitty fucking toilet paper. So I hope that you consider checking out all of my links. They are always in the description of this podcast or YouTube video.